Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Anyasha Musa Grace. I am Nana. Now, I said in a previous episode um, in this season that Anyasha always gets to do the interviews, and I'm doing another interview this season. It's so exciting. So, I am here with Cameron. I'm going to let you introduce yourself. I'm Cameron James Orson. I'm the creator of Shudu, the world's first digital supermodel and also the founder of The Digitals, which is the world's first all-digital modeling agency. Right. So, very excited today. I've been working with you now for a few months as the voice of Shudu. And we really felt it was important to have you on, speaking on something just a little bit different. We'll start off with the question that you always get asked, which is, mm-hmm. how did Shudu come about? Um, so, it's about three years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided to take a step back from photography and kind of just work on my dreams of being like a 3D artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the beginning, I was thinking more of like creating characters for games. Um, but because of my background in fashion, I kind of just stumbled into a new kind of world, a new realm with Shudu, where it's like more fashion models that are 3D. And yeah. it's like something out of a crazy kind of Black Mirror episode. But it's like also really amazing and super interesting. Right. It's just, it's super fun as well, just seeing how you piece things together and how you do things. But also seeing Shudu grow. Mm-hmm. So the first time I saw Shudu was after Fenty reposted her. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I started following. And I, I just, in that time, I thought, oh my gosh, she's real. She's mm-hmm. stunning. Mm-hmm. And then I saw she wasn't real. I was like, wow. Like, she's a work <laughs> of art that so detailed Mm -hmm. it's really been interesting seeing her grow as well i think Mm -hmm. you mentioned um before she doesn't grow in the same way we do as people Mm -hmm. but she becomes more refined she develops Mm -hmm. a little bit more Mm -hmm. tell us about some of the changes you've made to her so since i first created chudu um i've added kind of lots of different small details fine lines natural imperfections hyperpigmentation, things like that, mm-hmm. things that we all have, things that we can, like, relate to. Yeah. I think when I first created Chudu, I uh, was still kind of coming off the back of my days as a photographer, where mm-hmm. I was very much taught that we have to make everyone look flawless and perfect. Whereas as a 3D artist, I'm kind of now more focused on making characters that are relatable mm-hmm. um, and getting Chudu to a point where she looks like a real person and then having the choice to then retouch that picture or not. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, so you, you can choose whether you want to have a picture that looks retouched or you, you don't. Do you mm. know what I mean? So And I think that makes her much more relatable. Yeah. What's some of the most exciting projects you've worked on with her so far? Of course, the Balmain project was right. like major and really, really exciting. Mm. Um, having to work with such a, a prestigious, like high fashion brand. Um, and also having the opportunity to create two other models. Right. Because at that time, I hadn't created any other models. Um, so it was, it was kind of expanding that world and that was kind of the jumping point, the start point for creating an agency with lots and lots of different models. Mm. Um, it's all about having the time, um, yeah. to, to be able to do that because yeah. obviously that can take a lot of time. Um, but with their support, I was able to, to kind of open that up and start to create lots and lots of different models. Nice. If you put into context for us in terms of time for one sort of image or one campaign, like how long would it take? Um, I usually say it takes about a week, but it really depends. If it's for a client, uh, we can turn things around really, really quickly. But when it's for myself, it can take forever because, um, as any artist will know, like you're just your own worst critic and yeah. you, you'll constantly work on something and work and work and work on it. Yeah. You know, you never feel like you're done. Um, so it can take a long, long time if I'm just left to my own kind of devices. Yeah. What was being the most challenging or most difficult piece to produce? Um, I would again say uh, parts of the Balmain project right. were really, really difficult just because 
of all of the the 3D aspects involved because that campaign was entirely 3D. Mm. Um, another campaign that we worked on, which was quite challenging, was our collaboration with Smart. Right. So it's not a fashion brand, but it's a car brand. Um, and we had one of our models, Bren, model alongside the cars. Mm. Um, that was challenging because we had only 24 hours to turn around some of the images and we had to render her into those images and place her into them alongside the car and match right. the lighting and... Yeah, it was it was really full on, but yeah. it was it was exciting. It proved that we could do it. Yeah, a lot of layers to creating something like this mm -hmm. as well. What do you see for Shudu going forward? Um, I see so much for Shudu in the mm. future. I feel like she has so much potential to really incite change, right. um, specifically in the tech industry. Mm -hmm. um, I know that as a fashion model, people think a lot about her in the fashion industry. Mm. Um, but I, I feel like I want to focus really on creating change within the tech industry. And I feel like there is, uh, so, so far to go within the tech yeah. industry. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, what kind of changes and what kind of issues are there? I think people aren't maybe necessarily aware of, um, how little diversity and representation there is in the tech industry. Yeah. Um, and hopefully with Shudu, um, I can inspire uh, more more people of all different backgrounds to get involved with this industry because we desperately need their opinions, their voices, and, yeah. and you know, their kind of lens, you know, and, and it really has a much, a much further far-reaching impact, you know, when, this, when the tech industry is so heavily dominated by kind of uh, white people, Caucasian people, mm. do you know what I mean? It's... It, it's only, uh, you're only seeing technology through one lens, you yeah. know, and it, it creates lots of problems. So hopefully through Shudu's art, yeah. I can say to people, you know, let's get you on board, you know, let's inspire you to be a part of this new and developing industry. Yeah, and it's so interesting because I think there's so many things that just spending the time with you today that I haven't realised or thought about. Mm -hmm. So I saw Shudu on print today for the first time mm -hmm. and just seeing her, I'm thinking, wow, she's stunning. Mm -hmm. But then you also made the comment that, you know, she she doesn't come across the same way on print as mm -hmm. on screen. Mm -hmm. What was issues there so um as i was saying with technology it's mm. kind of a very like a, a, a white dominated space mm -hmm. um and things like simple things like printing a photo of yourself yeah. you would think would be really really easy but a lot of these printers are, cal are calibrated for um lighter skin tones yeah. white skin tones and shudu uh being having a deep dark complexion yeah. you know uh, when you go to print her it often comes out not representative of our real skin right. tone. Like, you, you lose a lot of the detail and it's kind of lost in kind of shadows. That's not a problem with Shudu's skin tone. Mm. That's a problem with the technology printing yeah. it. And that's, again, because it's collaborated for for white or lighter skin tones. Yeah. Okay. Um, lost my next question. <laughs> um, so, there's obviously been a lot of positive and negative responses to mm -hmm. Shudu. And I think a lot of people don't realise the levels to which you think ethically and some of the issues that you've identified and how you want to change that conversation. Can you speak a little bit more on that? Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, uh, when I first started out with Shudu, I wasn't necessarily thinking about the impact that mm. she's had. And, and I can't take back her creation. You yeah. know, I can't undo that. But what I can do is focus on ways that I can... I can use her creation and, and who she is to inspire change mm. and, and to make a difference and inspire people to get involved with this space, create their own avatars. You know, it would be uh, it would be amazing to see more people kind of doing this mm. and, and also bring awareness to some of the challenges that I faced in creating um, 
uh, a black 3D character, mm. you know, and how and how that was far more challenging than creating a white one, not not because of skill, but because of the assets that are available, you know, things like hair and different skin tones and packs mm. and things like that. It's, it, it's, it's actually really, really, really challenging. Yeah. Um, because, again, this is, again, this is a space that's really, really, uh, you know, white dominated. Yeah. So it can be really challenging and it needs to be just as easy for people to create black characters as it is for them to create Caucasian ones. Absolutely. Before taking on a project, is there anything that you have to take into consideration? Yes, I always, um, I always consider the impact of every project, mm. you know, and who is this really going to benefit? Mm. Is this solely for me or the brand's benefit? Or is this something that can benefit somebody else? Yeah. Um, uplift, um, uplift someone, um, increase representation, mm. you know, and that is, again, why I, uh, why I work with real models for yeah. a lot of my projects. You know, I want to make sure that this isn't just benefiting me or the brand, you know, this is actually to, uh, as a benefit to real woman of colour and I think mm. that's super important definitely and I, I see almost in everything that Shudu posts someone else is involved someone else mm -hmm. is there it's not just about you know Shudu it's not just about you mm -hmm. but actually how you can incorporate a wider community now you mentioned earlier my favourite <laughs> subject as you guys know listening <laughs> in um, hair talk to us about Shudu's hair and some of the things that you face making her hair Shudu's hair has actually been one of the most positively received um, parts of Shudu yeah um, the fact that she has this kind of uh, short, natural kind of afro hair. Mm -hmm. um, and people really, really, really love that. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of people that identify with that and relate to that. And a lot of people who think, wow, this digital character has this kind of hair. Yeah. It's not something that's really often been seen often enough. Mm -hmm. um, but in me choosing that hair, it wasn't, it was a choice that was kind of almost made for me. Really? Um, because there wasn't a lot of choice. Mm -hmm. When I came to choosing Shudu's hair, obviously I wanted something that looked extremely realistic. Mm -hmm. um, and if I was creating a, a, a white character, that would have been, I would have had several choices. Right. You know, I would have had lots of choices. Um, but because I was creating a character with Afro hair texture, I had very, very, very limited choices. Mm -hmm. There was maybe like one or two styles that I was really happy with the kind of realism. Yeah. Um, it has improved slightly since then. Um, but at the time, that choice was almost out of my hands. Mm. I'm really, really happy with Shudu's hair. I think she looks stunning with it. I would just like to be able to change it up every now and yeah. then. But I, I'm, I might not have that freedom because there are not those options available. Yeah. And I don't think people realize that that in this in this industry with three D characters, there are these kind of challenges. Mm. There are these kind of prejudices that you need to be that I think more people need to be aware of. Yeah. And only by referencing them and bringing them up and highlighting them can we change them. Yeah. And I think for me, when I look at Shudi, there's two things that I love most about her, and it is hair, mm -hmm. and it is her name. So yeah. I'll, split, I'll explain. <laughs> because when I look at her hair and I look at the styles that she has, mm -hmm. she changes it up. Sometimes she's in braids. Sometimes it's short. Sometimes it's a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. And I think there's such power, as you said, in seeing that. Mm -hmm. in seeing not just, you know, real people with hair that looks like us, and this is obviously still something we're getting into, still something that's quite new for us as black women, mm -hmm. but also seeing characters with hair that looks like ours. Mm -hmm. I think that's there's so much power in that. Mm -hmm. And obviously her name as well for me is amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of us have to shorten our name or change our name or make our name easier to say or pronounce. Mm -hmm. um, and it's interesting because my name obviously is Amma, three letters, mm. as short as it can be. Um, but I find that either it's compared to another name mm. or it's, it's 
mispronounced mm-hmm. and i think i even mispronounce it yeah so no, no. <laughs> i say that because every time i say my name to a Ghanaian, yeah they repeat my name to me as if i've said it wrong so it's 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 so interesting that you could have chosen any name under mm-hmm. the sun mm-hmm. but you've chosen an indabella name tell mm-hmm. me a little bit about how the name came about so Shudi was inspired by a Barbie called Princess of South Africa Barbie, mm-hmm. who is a really significant Barbie because she represents a part of um, African culture. Right. Um, and again, if, if you know anything about Barbie, although they are making massive improvements uh, today, in it's the past, yeah, in the past, they might not have had that representation, mm. that diversity. Mm. So she's a very significant Barbie because she is African. Mm. She represents traditional African culture, South African and Debeli culture. Mm. Um, and... I wanted to keep that kind of in her heritage. I wanted to keep something that was authentic. So um, when I was thinking about choosing her name, I reached out to one of her followers who was um, a schoolgirl living in South Africa. She's from Zimbabwe, Mm. but she's currently going to school in South Africa. And I asked her, could you find me an authentic Kendabelli name? And Mm. she she brought me a list back and... um, I just chose Shudu. I just thought it had such a beautiful ring to it. Like, it was just short and just nice and mm-hmm. I just never heard that name before yeah. um, and ever since it's just kind of stuck with her and yeah. I think it's just extremely iconic absolutely and I think there's so much power in a name so when I looked into the meaning and I could be wrong mm-hmm. so if we have any listeners who correct me correct me with kindness and grace <laughs> don't come for me um, but I think it means success mm-hmm. and so every time now when I am writing as her voice and I'm introducing her it's so important for me that she has this name mm-hmm. let me explain what this name means mm-hmm. and, and show you why it's so significant mm-hmm. because I think a big part of you know the culture that I come from people will name their children based after certain qualities or certain things and they emanate that through their life mm-hmm. um, my name to me is I'm named after my mother and mm-hmm. for me I emanate part of her as mm-hmm. I go through my day to day so I think it's so important that she has the name that she mm-hmm. has I love it um, mm-hmm. okay so how do you want her to influence others in the future she is an influencer she's a mm-hmm. digital influence, influencer what are some of the things that she is going to do slightly differently mm-hmm. So, so like I, I keep kind of saying, I really want her to inspire kind of change in the tech industry mm. and also to inspire people to get involved and, and to create their own characters and mm. things like that. But I also want her to, to show people, you know, how beautiful um, certain features, hair, skin tones can be. You know, mm. I want her to be extremely uplifting. I also want her to collaborate with... Um, different people different artists different designers Mm. um all of different backgrounds um and to help kind of create a platform that uplifts and and represents those people as well so Mm. i think she can be really really like a a a powerful um character in the future you know i think for a lot of people and she has already um you know really really kind of uplifted certain people and showcased some of their talents and I think it's really cool that we can do this with technology now. You know, if if I was still doing this with photography, some of it wouldn't have been possible. You know, I worked with a model called Ajur who's living in um, in Australia. Mm. I wouldn't have been able to collaborate with her if I was a photographer because I didn't have the money at the time to fly over there. Right. But with 3D, I was able to kind of create a, a digital kind of clone of her and then her and Shudu can model together. Mm. So it, it kind of bridges all of these gaps that we have. Mm. Um, and photography's not going away. There's yeah. still a lot of photographers out there, but this is just another tool that we can use to really... Um, you know, showcase different people and yeah. create a platform with. Yeah, and I, I think 
it's it's great that this this um what's the word like for intent is there. Mm-hmm. I think there's a real anxiety about the impacts that she could have, mm-hmm. and I don't think those are things that you are on um conscious. I think you're very conscious about mm-hmm. those things. What are some of the ways we can overcome that? What are some of the ways that you know? What are some of the ways that you make sure that you know she isn't taking away jobs from a black mm-hmm. model or, or things like that? Firstly, I think honesty and transparency are the biggest things to let people know who I am and for them to understand that when they're following and liking Shudu's art, they're Mm. also following and liking my art. Mm -hmm. And I think for for a lot of people, that's significant and important. Um, I I can't... you know, I can't change who I am. Mm. And I definitely understand how, for some people, that may be seen as problematic. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of recognizing that, but just letting them know, this is who I am, this is who Shudu is. If if there's something that makes you uncomfortable about that, that's fine. You don't have to follow me, you don't have to like me. Um, Do you know what I mean? It's it's okay, I accept that. Um, Not everyone's going to be comfortable with that. Um, so yeah, so, so I think it's just important to be honest and transparent. I think it's also important for me to collaborate with other people, to make sure that I'm collaborating with, with people who have a similar background to Shudu, um, that I'm showcasing their arts, their talents. Mm. I think it's important when we do, um, paid collaborations to incorporate real models, um, it makes it more fun, yeah. you know, who doesn't like working with real people? Um, yeah, and I, I think it's great to be able to give those opportunities to those people as well. Um, something that I could never have done as a photographer, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't have a voice as a photographer. Now with Shudu, if I, if I say I want this model from here to, to model as Shudu for yeah. this day, it happens and people make it happen. Yeah. It's about having that voice and it's just about being very, again, honest and transparent and recognizing who that model is, making sure she gets credit, making sure she gets the compensation yeah. she wants, um, for for playing that role, yeah. you know. And I think so long as the models are happy, um, you know, and the people who are actually playing Shudu are happy, yeah. or, or or being a part of her character, that's what really where my focus is. Mm. Um, and if they're happy, then then you know, then I'm happy. Yeah, it's been so interesting just hearing and reading some of the things people say. Mm-hmm. Um, there's obviously a lot of negative, and I don't want to dwell on that too much. What's yeah. been the most positive thing that's come out of this for you? I think some of the connections that I've made yeah. over the past three years, um, I'm maybe not the most social person, <laughs> um, but I've made some really genuine connections mm. through Shudu with people that I just think are absolutely amazing mm. and so talented. And some of those connections have benefited both of us in both ways, you know, and, mm. and some of the opportunities that have come with those connections. And I think that that's really, really incredible that we can connect now with people who are halfway across the world to come from completely different backgrounds but through social media you know we can connect with them and impact on both of our lives and watch them grow you know Mm. some of my friends I've I've watched you go for maybe not having so many followers now to having like tens of thousands and stuff like that and it's just amazing to be a part of that process yeah. and, and you feel like you're a part of a community. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel a lot happier now than what I, than what I did three years ago. Mm-hmm. So a huge positive thing for me is like my own mental health and mm-hmm. how I feel. You know, I, I really view my work much more positively than I did when I was a photographer. You know, I uh, felt pretty downtrodden when I yeah. was a photographer and I felt that I maybe wasn't being listened to or heard right. um, and I feel, felt that what I had to say was quite important and I feel that I actually get to speak now 
uh, through my art wish you do, you yeah. know, and showcase it visually, you know, how I really feel. Mm. Um, and I think anybody that looks at Shudu's art can really tell what that is. You yeah, know? yeah. What would you say um, that some of the connections between tech and fashion will be going forward now that we have someone like Shudu? I think there's so much potential for, for where this could go. Mm. Um, I do feel like there is a huge change coming with the fashion industry right. and where kind of 3D design and development is going, yeah. which will be a massive benefit to us in mm. terms of sustainability because currently the fashion industry is, is designing the same way that it did 100 or 200 years right. ago. It's making samples and then it's kind of making copies of those samples and all of that is waste. Right. You know, they mm-hmm. throw it away. Um, a lot 60% of everything we buy online is returned right. and a huge amount of that is just thrown away because it's cheaper to throw it away than it is to pay someone to repackage right. and, and, and put that back I didn't realise that yeah so there's so much waste yeah. in, in fashion and hopefully 3D design can change that mm-hmm. obviously if you're designing clothes in 3D mm-hmm. you'll then need 3D models to wear them at some point in the production pipeline mm-hmm. whether or not that's during the design phase or when you go on to sell the garments mm-hmm. I don't know. It really depends on what the consumer wants. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It'll be really exciting to see <laughs> what comes of it. Now, when I... Obviously, I've only been working with Shudina for a few months. It's mm-hmm. been so exciting. Um, I come from a journalist background, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm able to explore creative writing and journalism at the moment. Mm-hmm. Now, my cousin, when I sent this across to him, he was like, okay, but why a Shudu? Why someone from South Africa? Why not an Ajwa mm-hmm. or an Afya? And I was like, I hear you. I really do. But I think why Shudi is so important is that the first digital model is black. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I would love to see more of this coming forward. I would mm-hmm. love to see more black digital models, more digital models who are black, but mm-hmm. also who are created by not just yourself, created mm-hmm. by black creatives, created by creatives from all across the world. Mm-hmm. Because I think there's such power in that. I think mm-hmm. there are obviously a larger conversation that we keep having and we keep addressing and we keep returning to as to where digital models become separate from models mm-hmm. but I think it would be so interesting to see that now that we have the first mm-hmm. digital model who is black mm-hmm. what else comes from that it's, it's a very exciting it time is, yeah it is really exciting and I'm, I'm really hoping that work does inspire um, people of all different backgrounds mm-hmm. to be involved and to create these characters because I do think it's important mm-hmm. you know it's 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 I wouldn't say it's a shame that I had to create Shudu but mm-hmm. if you understand what I mean yeah, in that it's it, it was the way the tech industry is at the moment, yeah. a digital model was always going to be made yeah. before the world's first uh, digital supermodel was always going to be made. Mm. Um, and, and, and that is, was more than likely going to be in the hands of somebody who was white yeah. because that is the, who is predominantly working in this industry. Yeah. So it's almost a shame that it, you know, that it had to be someone like me and not somebody with an authentic background of shooting, yeah. but I recognize that and that's why I want to bring that authenticity to our background yeah. and that's why I think it's important and that's why, you know, we're, we're working together and, yeah. you know, that's why I choose to work with the people that I work with. Yeah. You know, I know that this is a big responsibility. Mm. Um, I don't fail to recognize that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, once you recognize that, you, you implement the, the things you need to in order to make sure that this is handled in, in a sensitive uh, way. Definitely. And I think what's so important for, you know, parents listening, children listening, really encouraging children to go through the STEM pathway and to mm-hmm. think about, you know, not so conventional pathways and careers because mm-hmm. there's such scope. We were talking about things like hair and being able to mm-hmm. just get the hair and the skin and all these things. But actually, if 
we as people of colour, as black women, as black anybody, are in creating these things, it then makes these things more accessible and makes it mm-hmm. easier to get to. And not only that, but we see things more through your lens. Yeah. You yeah. know, and you, you have to recognise that, you know, Shudu is really, really beautiful, but she's yeah. being seen through my lens. Yeah. You know, I am a white guy, and, and a lot of people will see that as problematic. Mm-hmm. But hopefully in the future we will see more digital models through the lens yeah. of black women, you know, through the, through the lens of lots of different people of different backgrounds. And I, I think that that is the future that I'm aiming for. Right. And that's hopefully what I'm, uh, what I'm trying to inspire. Yeah. And it will come. Yeah. It will come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm very optimistic about this. Um, anything else that you want our, our listeners to know? Um, no, not really. Just, just a, a shout out to the amazing women that, yeah. that I work with, uh, Misty, Alexandra, uh, Janice, who have all modeled as Shudu, mm-hmm. um, so, and recently Elena in, from Greece. So just a shout out to those amazing women. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Before I go again, back to her, cause we were having a conversation earlier about, you know, hair being very interesting and you guys know we've had Katie on the show, we've had Ayumi on the show mm-hmm. and really diversifying the voices that we do have. Mm-hmm. We were talking earlier about the issues that are within Caucasian hair and mm-hmm. some of the things that they're aspire to. Can you speak a little bit more on that or anything that you've had with your hair and experiences you personally have had? Yeah, so my background is both my my parents were hairdressers mm-hmm. so hair to me has been like such an important part of my mm-hmm. life and, and my self-expression um, and I think that it's important when we kind of talk about uh, the problems with 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 how we see and kind of you know think what we think is a beautiful hair. Yeah. I think we also have to recognize some of the universal language mm. and some of the problems that people face universally. And it's not just sometimes to do with or, or something to do with race. It's, yeah. it's something that all women face when they're kind of yeah. thinking about how beautiful their hair is. You know, and and it's more about. It, it you know whether no matter what your race is it's more about a, a certain texture and everybody right. kind of wanting that that texture which is is pretty much like a an asian kind of texture right. where the hair is full and silky mm. and kind of thick and anything that de- deviates from that you no matter what your race is yeah. is kind of seen as not as desirable yeah. or kind of not as beautiful yeah. um and i think it's important to to recognize problems that are faced university mm. universally and problems that are kind of maybe race specific yeah. um because then you once you identify where these problems originate from and where they stem from you can actually change them yeah. and it's only when you kind of uh identify the root cause of something that you can really eradicate it definitely i think that's such a powerful point because again when we're talking to katie she has very tight curls and so the way she was talking about things now she was like oh sounds like you're talking about shrinkage here mm-hmm. that's something that we talk about and it's it's such an interesting conversation that's obviously what we what we want to have at this campfire with grace mm-hmm. is understanding why we feel the way we feel about hair no mm-hmm. matter where we come from mm-hmm. and just getting to that process of enjoying and loving our hair as it is mm-hmm. lovely well thank you for coming on thank today. you for, thank you for having me it's been so great yeah it's been amazing it's lovely to see you for the first time i know it's first time meeting <laughs> first time meeting right guys thank you for listening in this week we will be back with you next week until then enjoy your curls <laughs>